Once a week, we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. It's me, Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. When you first started doing that, Jeff, I thought it was a reference to the Mario game coming out, but you're really sticking to it, and yeah, I, I applaud you for the it. The first time I did it, I did go, it's-a-me, Jeff Kowalski, because Mario had just come out. But I want to change yeah. it up every time, and I'm not very creative, so... Well, that's fine. I mean, podcasts aren't about being creative. I actually think that's true. Podcasts are just like... I don't know, they're an, an experiment in stubbornness. I the, feel like yeah. yeah, a little bit. I think that the best and funniest podcasts uh, that I listen to are the ones where the hosts aren't trying to constantly make uh, annoying jokes. They're just like funny people having a conversation about something dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best podcasts are usually ones. I, I feel like good podcasts are the same as bad literature, <laughs> by which I mean. <laughs> When they don't really make you feel anything other than general comfort, that's like the peak of podcasts, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I do know what you mean. It's, it's like, uh, I can't think of a good example, I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> it's okay, Jeff. You know, if you came up with a really dynamite example, it might make people feel threatened, and then we would really lose this podcast. Uh, it's it's yeah, like I want to give people examples of other shows they should listen to instead of this one. No, <laughs> it's listen to foot like that. It's like how when Friends got added to Hulu and everyone started watching Friends again because they remembered it being the pleasant white noise of their childhood. Emphasis on yeah. white, yes. yeah i definitely watched all of cheers on netflix at one point for that same basic feeling yeah i'm sure it's fine but like the main reason you want to watch it is because it's not going to be upsetting or difficult louisa i was thinking about this the other day you remember when we were kids and we would like watch cheers over dinner every night Mm mm-hmm why did we do that? It's not a very good show, and it's definitely not for kids. First of all, it is a good show. <laughs> You're right about it not being for kids. But it was just that <laughs> generic sort of sitcom that would be on uh, for, that families could watch. I mean, I think it really is true, the thing that Dave Shrimka always says, which is that kids will take any excuse to watch TV, even if the thing they're watching is not good or interesting or something they want to watch. Yeah, Yeah. well, maybe that's where our age difference comes in, because I did enjoy it. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I've since watched it on Netflix, as I said, and it's it's fine. It's a good sitcom, but, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's not... It's yeah. not, I definitely wasn't getting 90% of it when I was eight. Oh, that's fair. I was going to say, if you're going to compare it to later TV, you have to remember that at the time, it was pretty good. Yeah, that's true. It was the best sitcom of its time, probably. I mean, the yeah. main reason you probably watched it was, it was on for 13 years and played on every channel on a loop, because there were only 10 TV shows, and they all got syndicated into, uh, into dust. 
I also remember watching every single episode of Perfect Strangers and like <laughs> looking forward to it every week, even though it's like there's nothing in that for kids okay, at all. No, hold on, I want to say the opposite. That, that wasn't was even stupid for adults to enjoy. <laughs> that was only for kids. It wasn't mean... even beloved when it was on. <laughs> you mean because it was basically a show about uh, a child living in a New York apartment with his uh, adult cousin? Excuse me, Chicago apartment. They go oh, to a right. Cubs game in the beginning. You're right. I'm sorry. A Chicago apartment. Like, <laughs> that was is... Bronson Pinchot just Oof. an audience surrogate for toddlers? That was an upsettingly yeah. fast recall of the intro to Perfect Strangers, Louisa. <laughs> that we song? all remember that theme okay. song. Okay. Yeah, hang on. Theme song. That theme song remains one of the greatest theme songs of any television show ever, even though it's nothing like the show that yeah. it is before. And it's here, so hyper-dramatic. And here's like where the- our age difference comes into play, because <laughs> I didn't hear of Perfect Strangers until college or later, because uh, it was already off the air and forgotten by the time I was Listen, uh, Jeff, conscious. sometimes the world looks perfect. There's nothing to rearrange. But sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. And he's got some kind of fake Yakov Smirnoff that's his friend? Well, they're both... I mean, yes. Kind of. They both suck. They <laughs> both are one's bad. A good character. But one yeah. of them is a cartoonish Eastern European guy, right? Yes. It, okay. it, it was it meant just, to be like an odd couple thing. Well, yes. Yeah, it's just like the odd couple or... Uh, what was that? What was that black and white sitcom that was like that too? The Honeymooners. The Odd Couple. Not really. I was gonna say the Honeymooners, but it's like if it's the Honeymooners, if um, the main the the guy who always threatens to beat his wife and his dumb friend live together instead. Yeah, yeah. I think the Odd Couple sort of like the play and TV show just sort of crystallized that comedic duo by making it so explicit that anything that has come after and tried to replicate it, it's like mm, why. What are you doing? Why are you bothering? How come Why no one has... would these people be friends? <laughs> How come no one has ever made a cartoon that's the Flintstones bachelor years when uh, Fred and Barney Oof. live together? <laughs> they tried to just do a Flintstones reboot with Seth MacFarlane as the executive producer, and Gross. thankfully, blessedly, because tw- if, as if 2017 hasn't harmed us enough, they did, <laughs> they did cancel this before it entered production. See, but the beautiful thing about doing a Flintstones reboot is that the Flintstones were never good, so you can only make it better. I have an affection for the Flintstones, at least. Um, Why? Based on what? I don't know if it was good or not, but that's the thing that I watched when I was a kid all the time. Huh. I remember watching it sometimes, but not regularly. Like, I don't think it was on regularly. I remember being disappointed when it was going to come on during cartoons of other (laughs) types. Yeah. We always like, had I, cable, so I was really, able to watch uh, the Flintstones from a young age. That I felt really, way more than uh, the adult sitcoms we were just talking about. That felt like it was an adult show. So when you were a kid watching yes. it, and you're like, oh, trouble sneaking out to their, you know, uh, Elts Lodge meeting. You're like, oh, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> Why are they sad that their dishwasher broke? What does that even mean? It's a turtle. I don't know what's going on. I think I'd be extra sad if my dishwasher broke and it was a pet I had. <laughs> um, I was going to say maybe it was that old animation style, but I liked uh, Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. 
Yeah, Scooby-Doo was a little lower budget than uh, the Flintstones, but they were from the same studio, so... Yeah. I I think that just that general, that Hanna-Barbera style just sort of um, suffused generations and uh, created warm feelings for incredibly poorly animated cartoons. I agree that it suffused generations, but I never liked that art style <laughs> or most of the material they produced. Mm, how do you I feel about the Funky Phantom? <laughs> <laughs> I think Scooby Doo was the only one that I really liked. I, I never really liked that. I think I remember watching like some of the other ones, like Jabberjaw yeah. or the Snorks. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, I I watched Wacky Races, but I knew from a young age that it was execrable garbage and <laughs> should not be viewed by human eyes at all. Um, but I had and continue to have to this day this problem where if there's a TV on, I will be watching whatever is on it, no matter what. Like, I have a smartphone <laughs> in my pocket, but if I'm at the doctor's office and uh, Maury is on, that's what I'm watching. I'm oh, no. not checking Twitter. <laughs> It's a reflex. Millennials, right? Yeah, I get. Well, no. I mean, not. <laughs> Millennials don't care about screens anymore because they got their phones. I'm millennials. Nah. No, what? So. I'm pretty sure. I'm not even 30 yet. <laughs> I'm disgustingly young. You don't need to brag, Jeff. <laughs> uh, anyway, what did you do online this week, Jeffrey? Oh, yeah, that's a piece of this show that we do. Damn. Oh, go no. to me, because I actually have one for Louisa. the first time ever. Louisa, your nickname is Jeffrey, go. <laughs> I have one for the first time ever that's not something someone else also wants to talk about, because right. I am playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, and I know neither of you are doing that. Boo. I would yes. like to be playing it, but I have uh, ruined my phone Cyber with paranoia. Hacking. Oh. <laughs> no, I um, I have a rooted Android phone, and uh, the specific model I have has to be rooted in such a way that it cannot hide that status from apps, and Nintendo has the strictest security setting on all of their apps. So I, hmm. like, if I go to the Google Play Store, I can't even see Super Mario Run, Pokemon Go, Fire Emblem Heroes, or Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. They're just... Like, if I find them on the website and try to download them to my phone that way, they're just like, mm, this isn't compatible with that phone, sorry. Now, is this the phone that kept shutting down on you while you were trying to play a Jackbox game at a party one time? Uh, it may have been. Uh, I solved the problem of it turning off a bunch by putting some tape between the battery and the phone. Because <laughs> oh, um, what I was going to say is, why not just get any other phone? <laughs> well, no, that that's not a problem anymore, the uh, battery. Because <laughs> I have an alternate uh, large battery so that I can use the phone all day, and when I go to bed, it'll be at 50%. Or I can just, like, not charge it for two days and it'll be fine. Um, and the only disadvantage there is I had to figure out a way to make the battery stop falling out slightly. <laughs> Speaking of sitcom tropes, wasn't there a sitcom where a character always had a car that was breaking down and bad, and every episode they were like, no, no, it's fine. I feel <laughs> no, like that was on right. Married with Children or something. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, mm. Jeff, you're that character for the new new generation. <laughs> That's fine. We can't talk about Married with Children, though. Another podcast this week talked about Married with Children. 
I'm not. I never watched that, that anyway. Like I, I get the basics of the show, but I never actually watched it. I watched it and remember nothing about it. Much like <laughs> I, full, much like Full House. I remember, like, in my formative years, hearing that it was ex- especially saucy and being like. Well, I don't know sauce very well yet, so maybe this will teach me. And then it was all just, like, poop jokes and, <laughs> like, middle-aged men with their hands down their pants. And I was like, I don't I don't think this is what people mean when they say that something is sexy. Yeah. So maybe I don't get what sexy is. Yeah. Well, Ed, Ed, Ed Fox, the Fox television channel, when they started, it really wanted to set themselves apart by basically saying, fuck you. To the audience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ed O'Neill with using his waistband as a pocket is the only thing I remember about the show, as in whenever I do a similar move for any reason, I'm like, hey, it's like Married with Children. <laughs> you say to anyone nearby, <laughs> nope, hey guys, there's I'm, never I'm people shoving, near me. I'm shoving this money down my pants like Married with Children, right? <laughs> this isn't a crime. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh... I, yep. the I only remember thing that, I... and I remember Katie Seagal always wanted to have sex, and Ed O'Neill always said no. Yep. Uh, I um, I was just going to say I'm grateful for that show only because uh, it gave her enough notoriety to later play Leela on Futurama. Yeah, she's great. That is true. She seems great. She was uh, already so... doing duets on stage with Meatloaf before she ever did that. <laughs> what? <though>. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, she would sing all the female parts of his songs in concert. Why couldn't he just go on tour with Ms. Loud, who is the credited vocalist for many of those parts? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's her. <laughs> Maybe she's the uh, uh, pseudonymously named Ms. Loud. <laughs> anyway, Louisa, tell me about this stupid game full of animals. Uh, it's Please. pretty fun. The trouble is it's extremely similar to Animal Crossing New Leaf, which is a game for the 3DS, mm-hmm. and... Uh, it's just that, but sort of pared down. So, having played that, I just tend to now miss all the things that that had that were extra. And uh, there's a lot of stuff where you hardly get any money for collecting things like you would in that game. So you could hardly ever afford the things you want to buy. But also, if you spend your real money in the game, you get tickets instead of bells, which are the coins. So... If you're, like, out of money to craft furniture, like, you're just out. You can't even throw your real dollars at the game and be like, all right, I just want the furniture. Because, <laughs> no, you'll get tickets for that, which will let you do other things, but they will not convert into bells. You can't spend the tickets on bells? That's madness. But also, yeah. thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know, Nintendo. That thanks is <laughs> premature because... I feel like that is how Nintendo has done all of their free-to-play, quote-unquote, mobile games, where, like, here's... You can do a bunch of shit, but it's all kind of walled off behind all of these dumb, like, timers you have to wait for. And then, uh, if you want to spend money, it'll refresh those timers, but you still, like, it's still kind of random if you get the shit you want or not. (laughs) Like... Yeah, yeah. They, that's the, that's a common <laughs> free to play model of just uh, paying to reduce the timers. Yeah, but it really sucks for something like uh, this. Is one of the reasons why I very quickly got off the Fire Emblem Heroes train because like y- you could pay money and then you would just get more chances to get something good, but 
you would st- like if I uh, have already come overcome my moral qualms with paying five dollars for this stupid game, and then I pay those five dollars, and then I still didn't get anything good. Like yeah. <laughs> then I'm never doing this again. You fucking assholes! You you yeah. made me whore myself out, and I didn't even get anything I want. <laughs> I will say something that's improved in this game, though, from New Leaf, is, if people don't know, this is a game where you just sort of walk around and enjoy a nice little environment and collect things and fish and catch bugs. And And this game has 100% more sexy bald eagles. (laughs) Oh, it does. He's great, that guy. It also has an ostrich that everyone thinks is a turkey. Oh, that is the worst. Sandy. I hate Sandy. (laughs) I hate Sandy. But the thing is, you're a little person, like a little, you kind of look like a little puppet, but you're supposed to be a human being. And everyone else in your little world is little animals of different kinds. And in New Leaf, you could meet them and talk to them, or maybe give them something they wanted, and they would like you more, but there was no way to know how much they liked you, except <laughs> eventually maybe they would give you a really nice oh, gift. God damn it, Nintendo, <laughs> yeah. what are you so doing? It could not have been more vague or confusing. You just had to try to talk to them all the time and hope they really liked you. But in this game, there are little meters that go up, so you know exactly how much they like you, what you can do to make them like you more, and when they're going to give you that good gift. So I love to fill a meter, but also I really enjoy when a game developer makes an effort to uh, represent something that is a number under the hood as flavor uh, to the player. Mm-hmm. Like when you see just uh, your hero gets more battle damaged instead of seeing what their health is. Yeah, it depends. I I feel like sometimes people overlay that as a way to make things feel more realistic, but then, like, your hero gets shot in the face with a shotgun, and then their, like, hands get bloodier, and you're like, uh, (laughs) I see what you're trying to do here, but the battle damage doesn't line up with the damage that was done during the battle, so what's the point? Some games go too far, like that Mortal Kombat where if you did a special move it would zoom in and do an x-ray and show which bones were breaking from the hit. I don't don't like that at all. You've you've misunderstood too far. (laughs) When you say too far, you mean too awesome and wonderful? (laughs) (laughs) No, I am grossed out by Mortal Kombat. I watched a video of... Like, all the fatalities in the new one, and I got maybe a quarter of the way through before I was like, this is too yucky. I agree with you that Mortal Kombat is gross, but the invention of that concept, which then later (laughs) made it into films, is fucking incredible and (laughs) the greatest thing. I will say in this game, it does break the suspension of disbelief a little bit when you're on the beach and you're talking to your elephant friend and your elephant friend's like, boy, I really sure would love if someone gave me a piece of Carl and she's standing next to three pieces of Carl on the ground. (laughs) It sounded like you were saying the human man name Carl instead of... Bring me the head of Carl. (laughs) The sea thing Coral? Mm Mm-hmm. I I liked that confusion that I felt for a moment. I would love if they made a... Okay, this is a great idea. Ubisoft and Nintendo 
You guys need <laughs> to get you together. Okay, go on. You guys need to get together and make a crossover Assassin's Creed uh, Animal Crossing game. <laughs> Where all of your animal friends want you to bring them proof that you've assassinated figures in town. Oh, what if one of them wants you to kill one of your other friends? Yes, that's the (laughs) ultimate test. Uh, How much is is your loyalty worth, I guess? Yeah. Is it Assassin Assassin Crossing or Animal's Creed? Ooh, I feel like Assassin Crossing is such a good name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is pretty good. And you can dress up as Santa at Christmas time. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Don't so cross have, the assassin. So, Louisa, have you spent any of your real human dollars on this game yet? I have a um, like uh, philosophy about games. Mm-hmm. If I enjoy them, I feel like I should pay the amount I would pay for a mobile game. So I don't go because I know it's microtransaction, and the idea is you go crazy and you don't realize it. Oops, you spent twenty dollars, but mm-hmm. I spent four dollars to get the starter pack of extra stuff. That's all all I'm going to spend. And yes, I have gotten $4 worth of enjoyment out of this game. So it's good all around. So do you think you're going to continue to play it until you turn into a skeleton holding your phone? Probably. Yeah, that seems like what everyone's doing. (laughs) There's going to, of course, it's the thing where like you you shake a fruit tree, it gives you the fruit, and then there's a little timer saying there'll be more fruit in two hours. Eventually, there comes a point where you're like, I'm not waiting (laughs) two hours even anymore for this game so i give up yeah that happens with all games like that so i'm enjoying it right now yeah i think that that's the problem with that microtransaction-y uh model that jeff was talking about is that it really just teaches you to not want to play the game because like once you get to a, a scenario where like you know, usually for that kind of thing, I like to check in maybe once a day, and I just am like, oh, look, all my timers have reset, now I'm going to do this stuff or whatever. If I come back a second day and the timers still aren't reset yet, I'm like, fuck this game forever. Yeah. Yep. After a day, it's still not reset? Fuck this! I'm never playing this again. Yeah, you know I bought a fancy uh, entertainment center for my campsite this morning, and it told me that it will be ready in 48 hours so it won't be ready until tuesday morning and that's already making me feel a little weird yeah fuck that for real (laughs) i i only experienced this um with tinder which if you swipe too many people right it tells you you can't swipe any more people right for the next 12 hours but you can buy more bells you literally can can pay for you can pay for unlimited swipes (laughs) that's so fucked up yep you could you swipe enough people left to re-earn more right swipes? <laughs> that would be excellent. <laughs> but I don't think you can. That would be so good, though. Uh, what uh, if you swiped everybody left in your whole area, and then it would come up to other people that your percentage was zero? This is a whole new reimagining of Tinder, which I don't know how it works There's in the no place. percentages on Tinder. <laughs> well, in new Tinder, there is. And it will say <laughs> zero out of 100%. But then people who see you are like, oh man, this guy is so discerning. Who could ever win his heart? And then people want to be with you, and it's a movie. Mm. What if we combine <laughs> Tinder with Animal Crossing uh-huh. and... You, you finally to... get to fuck that eagle. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, that could be it. Let's go with that one. Or uh, you you can go on a date with somebody, but they have to ask you to bring a certain kind of fruit. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can see that. Or they refuse to come over to your house unless you buy four pieces of furniture that they like. Uh, <laughs> well, hold on, that one's actually real. That is yeah. actually a great idea. That is a great idea. I don't ever want to, I mean, like, I'm never going to, I hope I'm never going to go on a date again anyway, but I never want to go on a date with somebody and find out they don't have a bed frame ever again. Yes. Sorry. Or single men, I feel like this is more of a problem than single women, but they just don't have a couch. That's yeah. not okay. What are you doing? Like, what do you eat off of if you don't have a table? What's happening? What's happening the to floor, you? floor, duh. Oh, no! Uh, perfect. So, what have you been doing online this week, Matt? Uh, well, speaking of filling meters, I started playing an indie game that you guys may or may not have heard of called Oxygen Not Included. Have you heard of this game? No. The title sounds vaguely familiar, but I know nothing about it. It is a sort of strategy puzzle game, and it's very good. Uh, And what it is, is you are controlling uh, a group of people in a colony on, like, another planet. um, And you direct them where to dig and build stuff and things like that. But there's no real goal to the game other than trying to set up a colony that can sustain itself uh so you have to teach them how to like where to build their bedrooms and how to build water purifiers so that they don't just poop right in their water and ruin their water (laughs) so they're cave Uh, people basically no i mean they're able they understand i guess they know how to do these things they just don't until you tell them to Hmm, this is Um, an authoritarian sort of game then yeah kind of it's it's a lot like a like a Sim City or Sim Tower type game where you're building a little town, mm-hmm. except um, when you click to build a thing, it doesn't just get built. It's you are planning that thing, and then somebody comes along later and builds it. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to take into account the fact that it's going to take some time and maybe some resources to get the things that you've planned to actually be in the world and working. Hmm. Um, it's a very cool game, and it's really fun. Uh, it's very frustrating, because I will get, like, two hours into a playthrough and then be like, you know, this would be way better if the bedrooms were on the other side of the colony so that they'd be closer to that oxygen-producing plant, and then I'll just be like, I fucked this up, and I just destroy the whole colony and start <laughs> over again. No one must ever know what happened to these people. <laughs> yes, exactly. I just, I don't even create a backup save. I delete the save. I'm just like, I don't want to remember that I wasted two hours on this thing that is not good, as good as it could have been. I wish that it had that secret undertale extra permanent save where it knows when you've reset or started a new save file <laughs> and calls you out on it uh, maybe maybe it does i don't know but that uh, would be anyway. fun oh like in the sims if you uh, if someone dies in your house and you just move a new family in their ghost might come and haunt the new family <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good if you're um if you're playing undertale and you're doing a, it's a game where it's an rpg but the trick of it is you don't have to kill the monsters you can just like be nice to them and they'll stop fighting um and if you do a run where you're nice to them and then after you've already done a run where you kill all of them one of the characters will be like i know what you did i saw that (laughs) yep that's why you do your pacifist run first and then you can murder the shit out of those guys and it's fine 
I killed the tutorial character because <laughs> the option to talk to her to make her stop fighting you didn't work four times, but you have to do it like six times. So I was like, oh, the game wants me to kill this character. Okay, I see. Yeah, it's the game is touted as being this really great philosophical achievement, and it kind of is but it doesn't do a great job of making you know when you're actually, like, there are many times during that game where you're like, I don't remember if I actually did, like, did I actually select the talk option last time? I don't remember. And this time when I selected it, it did the same thing again. So I don't know if I changed what I did or not. (laughs) Yeah. I think a good thing in a game where they intend for you to keep trying with somebody is to make sure that they say something slightly different every time. Yeah, you exactly. really need That's to do that. That's the, that was the reason why I got frustrated with Undertale. because Especially because later on in the game there are some bosses that are very complicated. to tr- like. You need to do things that involve first like listening to them and then talking to them and then complimenting them and doing all of these things and like if you compliment them four times, it works. But if you only compliment them three times, they say the same thing all three times. Like, well, what, how do I know to keep doing that and not to do another thing? Like, yeah, Yeah, it's sort of played on that, um, word of mouth of classic games where you have to like hear from your friend at lunch in the cafeteria. Like, Hey, I heard this is what you do in undertale to get the secret ending. Yeah, except it really played on the looking up a guide to find out yep. what the actual answer is, because we're millennials, am I right? It's hard to play on uh, obsolete uh, social conventions in modern media. It's also hard to get me to want to keep playing your game if I have to look up a guide every single time, and then there's not really that much of a payoff after each battle <laughs> yeah i uh i pushed through it but that man that first hour is really rough and then there's a couple parts there's like a boss fight with a spider lady that's skippable only if you keep a very obscure item that you don't know you have to keep uh but otherwise it's the hardest thing i've ever had to do in a video game <laughs> yeah and like the only way for your character to get better at progressing through the game is to kill things which you're not supposed to do and so it's just the same thing forever. <laughs> like, your character doesn't get any different through the whole game if you play it the right way. You get no difference in the way that you play the game. So why is that fun? Yeah, it's weird, because yeah. it's a game that is, like, um, beautiful and great in a lot of ways and extremely groundbreaking, but also many aspects of its design that were intentional are extremely frustrating to me. Yeah, it's like, the the whole concept of it seemed to be, like, I want to reward people for being pacifist by giving them the good experience if they don't kill things. But then, the experience is extremely bad if you do that, actually. <laughs> uh, anyway. anyway. Um, but yes, Oxygen Not Included is a good game if you like, if you're a person like me who likes tinkering with set up to try to get the perfect balance and you don't mind the fact that you're probably going to have to scrap the first 30 or 40 times you play through <laughs> uh it's a very it's a very fun game all right all right jeff what did you do online oh man i i looked and looked to see things i did online and all i did online was um read about the insidious nature of the modern nazi 
Yay. Uh, one of the, uh, I think, lightly humorous uh, aspects of this terrible phenomenon is the, um, I want to say emergence, but they were probably there all along, uh, of Nazi furries. Ew. Yeah, I yeah. Know that is too. That seems like a weird um, thing. Yeah, it's, it's like... Do they not understand that as soon as Nazis know about furries, they're going to be like third on the list? Like you're not you, you've know. picked you've picked the wrong side, furries. I feel like just about everybody who is into stuff to do with Nazis so from the beginning of Nazis, the people who are really into it, it's like, don't you know that uh, once they get rid of the people below you, it's you next. Like, you with your brown hair and brown eyes, even though uh, you think you're really in good with them? I don't get it. Well, but but the whole appeal of Nazism to most of the folks who get into it are, is like, I've been ostracized my whole life because of this weird thing about me. This group lets me ostracize someone else and make me feel superior, which I've never felt before because of this weird thing about me. Um, so, like, it... It's especially attractive to people who have that thing that then the Nazis will end up hating eventually if they ever actually achieve their goals. I guess so, but you have to have no self-awareness to fall for that, I guess. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. I... <laughs> There's a lot uh, of things about Nazis you have to have no self-awareness for. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. The, uh, the fun uh, one I just encountered that is also scary in a way is a group called Furry Raiders, and I was on a fur- I googled this phrase because I saw it come up on a Twitter. Uh, there's a Twitter person I follow who like does commentary on comic books and video games, but also is a huge furry. Um, at Space Twinks. What kind on of Twitter. huge furry? Like a Yeti or a grizzly bear? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got a, it. Yeah. a big pink, a big pink wolf, probably okay. from space. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fucking everybody's a wolf. Isn't that a surprise in the furry community? Oh, what are you like secretly? Oh, a wolf. Oh yeah, I've... everybody's a wolf. I feel like I would like to be really snotty to the furry community by just, like, doing enough research to produce an accurate graph of uh, what percentage of people have each type of fursona, where it's, like, 98% fox, 2% wolf, 0.001% other. You think you're creative, you fucking weirdos? Oh, there's probably a lot more horses since bronies happened. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Matt, what's your fursona? Uh, I guess my fursona is probably a... A blue jay. Sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Louisa, what about yours? <laughs> you better hurry from? before I yell one at you. Uh, manatee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody wants to be, right? <laughs> oh, man. In real life, yes, but I think the furry version would probably stand for some weird sex thing. Uh, has and, anybody and done if... that that specific type of trolling going to a convention as something terrible like a manatee and just wanting to cosplay that you're going to eat a bunch of lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> Was it on this show that you tried to tell me I should go to a furry convention dressed as Mr. Met? <laughs> I, I think that's something that me and Matt would probably yeah, say. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> it's uh, so really good. Funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess my persona is Mr. Met. <laughs> Uh, no, Jeff, your persona is clearly a... <laughs> the Philly fanatic. <laughs> uh, I feel like yours is like a ladybug. 
I was thinking like squirrel or chipmunk, one of those hyperactive rodent adjacent animals. Are they rodents or <laughs> naked? Yeah, probably. Rat. No, I think ladybug for sure. You'd be a ladybug in a fedora who solves crimes. <laughs> oh, that would be great. It would be called uh, Ladybug Private Eye. <laughs> yep. Mr. Uh, Ladybug to you. <laughs> You'd have a big stogie. <laughs> Five o'clock shadow on my little bug face. Yeah, oh, this is a great you, idea. You drink so much whiskey. Oh, we should. We're writing fan fiction about your fursona. We are the thing we are making fun of. In my I mind, you the... are you, the two of you are partners, and Matt, you're a blue jay. So you're all the underlying <laughs> uh, tension of the story is you're always kind of tempted to eat the ladybug. <laughs> yep. You that, pour whiskey down sense. a leaf for me, and then I uh, <laughs> suck the dewdrops off the tip of it. That's how I drink. <laughs> Uh, so for all of our fans who are out there drawing fan fiction of this right now, please do. That's great. But also please do it to scale. <laughs> yes, please. So I don't the want picture to be a cartoonishly all... large ladybug. That would be stupid. <laughs> the picture is all Louisa as a manatee. Yeah. And like I better t- be eating a head of lettuce, by the way. <laughs> with a tiny bird on her back and then just a dot that is Jack. <laughs> Uh, maybe because we're detectives, you could have a magnifying glass that makes me large oh, enough very to good. see. Yes, I love this. <laughs> okay. Good. Oh man. Oh man. This is such a good idea. I yeah. Fan fiction artists, go for it. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into these subreddits. Absolutely. So I got R slash E D H, which apparently stands for Elder Dragon Highlander, which apparently what? is a way to play Magic: The Gathering. <laughs> So, what? that's obscure. <laughs> I've never heard of EDH, but Commander is a term I'm familiar with. Yeah. That I, is crazy. I played Magic the Gathering less than a week ago. I should get this, and I don't get this. Uh, yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know. Uh, I got R slash D-I-Y, as in D-I and then the word Y-W-H-Y. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, like it. crafts it. It doesn't make any sense that people like. Made why them. did you? Why did you do this terrible thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, I understand that. And the one that I got is R slash orchids, which isn't the name of some weird operating system or anything. It's just orchids. That's All right, so we're definitely going to do DIY, right? <laughs> it seems really funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, I. Mm had light interest in Elder Dragon Highlander until I discovered that it was about Magic the Gathering, because (laughs) I hadn't scrolled down, I was just looking at the header image and the ad on the side, and I'm like, what could this be? Is this a video game? That looks like Magic the Gathering art. What is this? What it should be is a fan fiction uh, sequel to both the movie Highlander and the movie Dragonheart, (laughs) wherein Sean Connery is some kind of combination of both. The thing about it is, I think that people use Highlander to refer to any time that, like, you get more powerful when you kill an opponent, but that is not the main thing about Highlanders. That's <laughs> yeah, not... the main thing is they're from Scotland. I wish. The Highlands uh, of Scotland. Yep. Oh my god. I know I've probably mentioned it a hundred times, but... There is nothing more beautiful in this world than the fact that Sean Connery played an Egyptian in the movie <laughs> The Highlander. Mm-hmm. It is the it is it is like somebody 
it's almost as if someone outside of time and space was like, Matt needs something to keep him going in the dark times of his life. Let's give him this thing that happened before he was born, probably. I don't actually know when Highlander came out, but uh, it's so good. It's such a great thing. Wasn't he specifically an Egyptian who had emigrated to Spain and was living as a Spaniard? I believe so. The important thing is that he was not from Scotland or had anything to do with Scotland at all. But also, he couldn't stop doing a Scottish accent. Yeah, he never Oh my god. Oh my god. uh... Do you want to know his character's name? What? Do you want to know his character's name? It's not the Egyptian? It's Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. (laughs) Fantastic. Played by Sean Connery, who can't do any accent but his normal one, which no one else in the world has. Hold on a second. <laughs> what was that middle name again? Uh, Villa Lobos, or I guess Villa Lobos. Does that mean Crazy Town? <laughs> uh, no, it means Wolf City. Okay, <laughs> that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lo- Loco is crazy. Lobos is Wolf. Yeah, I can hear you now, but when you were saying it, I couldn't tell what you were saying. Oh, okay. Oh man! Crazy I wish it wolf. had been Crazy Town. Oh, no. I wish it had been Crazy Wolf. I wish it had been Loco Lobos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Crazy Wolf. Oh, okay. is that going to be the Wolfman in our uh, pantheon of Universal Monsters reboots? Maybe. <laughs> and it's He's played by Sean Connery. <laughs> oh, All right, gosh. Louisa, tell us about DIY. All right. So the header is like a stock footage photo of like a fjord or something. I don't understand why, but you see some water and you see, you know, mountains rising around it and pine trees. Uh, then the picture on the side is also some seaside cliffs in the ocean. <laughs> and it says there's 229,000 builders for this board. Uh, you should mouse over the alien icon because he changes when you mouse over him. Oh, also. yeah. Oh, cute. He, he's just a head on this board. He doesn't have his weird oval body. And if you put your mouse over him, he winks his one eye. I don't really understand why, like, what the wink has to do with this board, but it's cute. Maybe yeah. it's just one of the generic options you can pick. Alright. <laughs> uh, let's see what's on the side here. Um, 1,500 people currently online. They missed an opportunity there. Yeah. Uh, ever try fixing things on your own? Didn't come out they the way they said, were supposed to? They could have said currently on whine. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> like, why, and then a dash, and then an N. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd it. be... Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, do you stand there <laughs> questioning your whole life? If so, post your results here to D-I-Y, pronounced D-I-Y. <laughs> uh, it helps if you don't think of it as an acronym. Well, fuck you. Uh, where shitty projects from r slash D-I-Y live prosperously. Uh, simple rules expose a diy project in which one of two things can occur one project should never have been proposed why two the execution of a good project idea which turned out horribly wrong oh god why i feel like this board is really in my wheelhouse i feel like i do a lot of projects that turn out very badly yeah there's a uh, website I like called Cake Rex, which is sort of related to this, which is uh, people will put up pictures of, like, you know, this is the door of the Explorer cake in the catalog book, and this is the one the grocery store made me. So, 
that's pretty mm-hmm. fun because people are terrible at their jobs. Uh, yeah. Uh, those ones are always really good because oftentimes, I guess this isn't exactly the same thing, but you know how sometimes you see those things where it's like, this is the what the website said it would look like, and then I made it, and this is what it actually turned out like? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. So often... When you even just looking at the pictures, you're like, "Well, I see the step you didn't follow. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you didn't do the thing, and that's why it didn't work, you asshole." Yeah, that's fair. But when they're done right, oh, those are very funny. <laughs> the more you look at the picture, the more it makes you laugh. Yeah, I mean, I think that the probable answer to all of this is that um, that people do it to be funny online more than anything else. Yep, fair. So uh, I was. I was looking at uh, top from this month because that's what it defaulted to, um, and I found uh, nobody liked those palette pumpkins, but I think mine look good, and it's a link to an image of pumpkins made from stacked different length planks of planks of wood, uh, painted orange, uh, so they kind of look like two D pumpkins, and I like it. I think that this is good, and I, I don't know why it's on this board. Oh no! For some reason, I thought what you were saying was that it was the the top of the past month, which is a a series of pictures of people painting a baby's butt. Oh no, that one's bad. The palette yes, is, is good. Uh, uh, I don't see what number it is, but I linked it to you if you want to look at it. Yeah, I, I think, see it. It's I fine. think this should have been downvoted for this project being mostly okay. Uh, why, why do, DIY. I I don't want to look at a baby's butt on anything, ever. Yeah. There was a thing a while ago where people, there was a lot of Pinterest stuff about, oh, look how cute, going to one of those pottery painting places and buying, like, a platter and uh, painting your baby's butt and putting a butt print in the middle of it and then being like, this is baby Dylan or whatever. Oh, is it? I hate that. Ugh. Like, this is what I want when I'm serving myself food at your house, is to think about your baby's ass being on this goddamn plate, ew. Yep. People are the worst. Uh, also, the number two top of all time shows a woman creating a sports tank top out of, uh, a pair of, um, boxer briefs, <laughs> and, uh, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I got distracted I... watching the video in the first one because yeah, uh, same. That's insane. <laughs> I hate I hate that it's the top of all time because it's clearly a joke. Yeah, I think I think it, all the only things that belong in here are stuff that's bad by accident. This I, okay? Can someone explain to me why this number two of all time is bad? Because I genuinely think it's a fine idea. I guess because oh. if you just wear that while you're out jogging, everyone can tell what it is. Yeah, everyone's going to be like, you sure. cut the hole out of underwear and you're wearing it as a sports bra. I guess that's true, but so? Like, but it's good, and she can use the little pouch at the front for her iPhone. That's great. That's American Eagle underwear. That definitely costs probably about as much as a sports bra from the same store. Yeah. Yeah, but sports bras don't have pockets on the front, though, Jeff. Oh, a lot of them fair. do. No, a lot of them do. Like, you know, uh, lemon ones will. Louisa, I think I know a little bit more about sports <laughs> than you do. 
Also, I guess another point would be, like, it kind of looks cool to a certain way, but that is not doing any of the work you want a sports bra to do. Well, I don't want a sports bra to do any work anywhere near me. (laughs) Yeah, this is, uh, these are not spandex underwears. This is just, like, cotton boxer briefs. Yeah. And in the picture, you're like, oh, it does look like a good sports bra. She is clearly wearing another sports bra under this. <laughs> <laughs> like, that could not be more clear. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> uh, I'm watching the third highest of all time, and it is... What is happening is madness. Can you explain oh, anything? Crap. Um, it's... Uh, <laughs> okay. This is a video showing a guy taking the sides off of matchboxes to turn them into little, like, rolling them up so that they're little sandpaper tubes, then gluing them to the side of a soda bottle, then sticking matches through them. No spoilers. Then sticking sticking cigarettes on the end of those matches, and then using it, I guess, as a cigarette dispenser at a party? (laughs) And you take the cigarette off, and then you pull the match through the tube to light it, but, like, it doesn't... Okay, there's so... Okay. First of all... Doesn't it's that not... fuck up a cigarette to jam a match into it? I don't know how no. cigarettes work. Not really, it's, it's but it's... full of loose poisons. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but it still doesn't hold the cigarette great. Like, he has a hard time getting them to stay on there. And yeah. he only does six of them. And it looks super shitty that he put it on a full plastic Coke bottle. Like, is this yeah. the best... Yeah, I don't even understand what he's going for. <laughs> like, put it on the side of an ashtray or something, or just buy a lighter. <laughs> I don't understand how this is easier or better than just striking the match on a box. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... That's, I guess, why it's here, but that's another one that seems like it's probably a joke. It has to be, right? No one would think this was a good idea. Yeah. Really oh, I'm not... scrolled down a bit, and I found almost as good as that DIY underwear bra. Uh, <laughs> and it looks to be a backpack made of jeans. Oh, it is. A backpack <laughs> made of... And no, no so, a no-so backpack made oh, of a pair of jeans. Yeah, uh, I, I, oh, I do love jeans crafts, because they're almost universally terrible. <laughs> but there's yep. so, something so cheerful about them. <laughs> We've. I think that jeans might be terrible, but like we're just used to <laughs> them. So like, it's fine when you see a per- person wearing a pair of jeans, not because jeans look good or are actually fine, but only because we've been wearing them for a hundred and fifty years. <laughs> okay, but well, hold I on. disagree because a lot of pants aren't made of sturdy fabrics like you want, and that's what you want out of jeans. I want jeans to shape me. I don't want them to just softly form around my lumps. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like the modern girdle. Um, mm-hmm. This, I I hear what you guys are saying, but I actually think that this jeans uh, backpack is not a terrible idea if mm-hmm. you were a hobo. And mm. hear me out, if you needed to carry your spare pair of pants around anyway, instead of taking up room in your bag, they could be your bag. I now, only think this on. is a good idea if someone steals all of your things at a hostel and you're in <laughs> Paris or wherever and you have to get to the train station. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that any uh, self-respecting um, 
uh, road traveling vagrant would be seen with more than one pair of jeans. That's not how they did it in cowboy times. I don't know. Yeah, there are I'm... a lot of hobos in cowboy times. <laughs> Literally incredibly... every cowboy was a hobo. <laughs> Making that incredibly oh, difficult to journey Jeff. across the country. Jeff, for Christmas this year, if you want to get me a gift, please get me a wood-burned uh, like, wall hanging that says every cowboy is a hobo. That has a cowboy riding into the sunset, because that is fantastic. <laughs> I'll see what they have at, uh, at uh, what's that store called? Everything remembers. What is the name of the store? Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> oh no, uh, uh, I can't remember it. That's the story you get things engraved. Anyway, uh, if you sent your kid to school with this backpack, they would get beaten up with it. Oh yes, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, but also, they do make sure to put a bottle of wine yeah. in there with uh, a muppet and a pair of shoes. <laughs> your kid's gonna be so cool with that wine and that muppet. <laughs> They're not gonna get beat up at all. I do like the idea of you you are making like a bug out bag for the apocalypse where you have every uh, so much space is so necessary that you like cannot possibly uh spare the space for a pair of jeans in there but you're like mm, but I do need my muppet. I can't I can't survive without this muppet. Oh, I found a worse backpack. It's just a regular plastic bag from a store, but you wear the straps on your arms. Oh, oh man, I just found a lobster costume made out of paper plates. It's what? so good! <laughs> oh, well. God. I'm it's, looking for this desperately. It's called Please. Here Come All the Halloween DIYs, and it's about halfway down the top page. Oh no, I've already clicked to the second top page because yeah. I assumed you did what you usually yeah. do. Yes, Matt, you're put on blast now because every time you're like, this is amazing, it's number 58 on the list. Yeah, sorry, I know, I know that I'm bad, I already know it, you don't need to tell me. No, he's doing what we should do, which is look at the Reddit that we're talking about. No, no, that's not necessary. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing this every, now, I skipped over it. The formula's good, the formula's fine. Yep. I'm, oh man, I know what's coming watching this video because you told us, uh, yeah. and it's making, it's like sort of enhancing the experience at least a little bit. <laughs> it's oh, so amazing. Gosh. Here's the thing, this looks when awesome, she puts but it's it... only, <laughs> sorry, go on. It's only attached with hot glue, so that thing would fall apart instantly. Oh yes, everything yeah. about this is terrible. What's <laughs> great though is that it's a lobster costume, but because it doesn't tell you up top what it's going to be, you don't know it's a lobster costume until after she's put it on and then puts on that hat. I kind of want to make a this, good but I, I would staple uh, everything instead of hot gluing it because obviously that would hold up better. It's so bad. Oh my god, it's but, like, great. Good. Also, also, lobsters only have six legs, right? Uh, I thought they had ten. Uh, that's not. That can't be true. Um, Do they have six oh and then two claws? Are they arachnids? Well, this one has ten, so maybe you're right. I mean, the the costume supports your theory. <laughs> Is that why you it's thought they had ten? Anatomically correct costume. <laughs> yep. Hold on. Yeah, in this one they have six and then six and then claws. I don't so know. Eight. Yeah. Okay. So oh, but eight. then are you counting her human legs as lobster legs? <laughs> no. I mean, you could. 
if you wanted to go up to ten, then her human legs could be lobster legs, yes. <sighs> oh, stupid podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is great. This is a really good board. This might be my favorite one we've ever done. This I love a, this. I might... I think I'm gonna subscribe to this one. Subscribed. <laughs> the one I've never uh... subscribed to one before, but I'm going to right now. Subscribed. <laughs> the one uh, that see. one of you said was so bad about the plastic bag as a backpack. I think every child aged, I don't know, seven or eight probably does this particular life hack and thinks that they For fun. it, right? <laughs> yeah. And also, it's super uh, uncomfortable, even when you're a child. So it's a very bad idea. I wonder. Oh my God. I wonder gone. how on Reddit I can see what subreddits I'm subscribed to, besides being on the front page and looking at them that way. There seems to be no way. No way. Can... Oh, uh, here it is. I found it. I'm looking at the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Wow. How to make a co- how to make cotton candy without a cotton candy machine? Did you guys watch this? I may have no. seen this uh, in the, the top past. Of the second page. Oh, there he is. You know, you can buy That's... a little machine that'll do that for you. It. This is bonkers. I'm pretty sure I've seen this one. Yeah, cotton candy, um, or I've seen one like it that was going around. Because I'm a member of a uh, bad food group on Facebook where um, <laughs> people post uh, uh, terrible recipes that we'd obviously love to make. Um. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's cool that this is a, like, making cotton candy at home with a homemade cotton candy machine is a clever thing, but no one should ever do this, right? Yeah. This wasn't the video I saw. This one uh, looks much more like the person is a murderer who's making the video. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, the problem with this is if you make your own caramels or marshmallows at home, it takes a little bit of finesse, like a kid couldn't do it by themselves, but it's like pretty satisfying and you can do an amazing job. This looks really hard, and the cotton candy he makes looks terrible. It just looks like insulation. <laughs> it looks more like insulation than normal cotton candy does, and normal yeah. cotton candy already looks a lot like insulation. Are you supposed to be pouring uh, melted liquid hot sugar into the cotton candy machine? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Because uh, I've used a cotton candy machine once, and uh, you pour just a cup of regular sugar into the top, but I guess it has a heating element included yes. that this guy can't mm-hmm. use because his cotton candy machine is a cardboard box. Uh, yeah. There is a jar lid in there. <laughs> oh, good. And a Pepsi very much. Bad, so... <sighs> That's I mean, how we. That's how we know he's a liberal because of the Pepsi can. That's the thing oh, I yes. did online. Was Alex jo- Alex <laughs> Jones made the uh, claim that uh, the only people who drink Pepsi's are uh, liberal terrorists? Yeah, that's not untrue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that he probably believes that. <laughs> well, like, listen, Alex Jones is. When people get upset about Alex Jones these days, it makes me feel like when people, like, accidentally saw their own fingers off and then they have to go to the hospital and they're like, oh my god, this horrible thing happened to me. And I'm like, yeah, but you are at least partially to blame for this. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
I do like that one supercut video of him just saying goblins over and over <laughs> that again. That is amazing. <laughs> like, why was he talking about goblins so much that they got so many clips of him talking about goblins? <laughs> Honestly, the genre of videos that are maybe 30 seconds long of one person saying the same word or whatever are my favorite absurdist art. <laughs> There's like... a lot of that popping up now with the McElroys saying boy. <laughs> Oh, yes, yeah. that that How... happened a lot. I would Jeff, like. To... Have you seen the one recently for Jeopardy? What? No. <laughs> uh, it's uh, cut. It becomes more and more ridiculous of people answering on Jeopardy. What is Jeff? And then all the categories becoming <laughs> Jeff, and everyone's name on the panel is Jeff. <laughs> I should good. have seen that. Why didn't anybody link it to me? That's my name. His name is my name too. <laughs> Uh, I would like to really quickly, not before we get too far away from it, make a suggestion to our friend and listener to this show and genuinely horrible person, Tommy Loren. Uh, if you really want to own the libs and make them so, so upset, make a remake of The Labyrinth where the Goblin King is Alex Jones. Is her name pronounced Tommy? Yeah, it took me a while to figure out who Matt was talking about. I think it- it's Tommy. What? I think it's Tommy Laren. I think it might be Tammy, but spelled (laughs) T-O-M-I. I I don't think it's that. (laughs) But I don't know for sure. I... She's like... I don't know. She's like if you watched one of those, um those pure flicks Christian movies and they needed to invent a millennial to be a character that's the person <laughs> they'd invent except I, they'd cast her they'd be like this is a good guy this is but yes that's exactly what happened except not in a movie <laughs> like yes. everything you just said is true except for the part about it being a movie anyway whatever your dumb name is yes we hate you but do that because it would be very funny <laughs> trying to watch this Instagram video with a fidget spinner, but there's no way to mute the audio, and it has some, <laughs> like, 90s rave music playing over it. Mm. Oh my god, this is a great crochet hat where somebody has crocheted into it panels cut out from Weight Watchers boxes from the 70s, and it's amazing. It's the greatest thing that I've ever seen in my life. Oh no, it's soda cans! It's Weight Watchers soda cans! What? I love this. Oh, I also wanted to say, my favorite video of Jeopardy is when David Duchovny goes, What are frogs? (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) David Duchovny is a national treasure. Is he Canadian? Or did they just film X-Files in Canada? (laughs) Uh, I think he's American. I'm now sure. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, see, now you don't know either. <laughs> I didn't know Jillian uh, Anderson was British until, like, She's not three British. years ago. Isn't she? She is not, no. I'm pretty sure she <laughs> oh, is. No. Now, she, now she who lives, do you trust? She lives in England now. She has for a few years. And uh, she's been in a lot of things where she uses a British accent, and it is not that good. Hmm. Yep. Okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Jeff says, breaking the rules and looking up the answer. <laughs> oh, I see uh, this weird Weight Watchers hat. It's really good. It's genuinely good. Like, if somebody was wearing that, you'd be like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> good one, stranger. No, you, you re- wouldn't. <laughs> you really got me. 
<laughs> the Weight Watchers, right? <laughs> we all know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, some of these are either terrible DIY projects or, or excellent pranks. Yes. Oh, oh I just scared man. myself with an Instagram video. Whoops. <laughs> I figured out what the Instagram video of a fidget spinner was. They cut a glue stick into thirds and glue two of the thirds upright in two of the fidget spinner holes and the other one across the third fidget spinner hole and then slot a phone to rest in it making it a rotating phone stand oh, that's, <laughs> that's not the worst thing i've ever heard why did you mm, need if, a rotating phone stand <laughs> yeah why <laughs> uh i mean why why would you have access to a glue gun and a fidget spinner and need a rotating phone stand middle school obviously <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at one now that is pretty far down. It's called Got Unsightly Cables, Just Hide Them Behind the Plaster. And it's showing uh, like TV cables and electrical cables where uh, somebody has just drilled a hole through the wall and then run the cable through and then covered it with a huge amount of plaster. Uh, <laughs> and it's clearly supposed to be like horrific and Orwellian or whatever, but... Uh, I've definitely lived in an apartment that looked exactly like this, and I think every apartment in the town that Jeff and I went to college in looks like this. Yeah. I don't, I don't see what thing I'm, uh, looking at. I think it's near the bottom of the third page. It's called Got Unsightly Cables, etc. Oh, I'm excited. That sounds exactly like a house. That I've lived in. <laughs> yes. Got unsightly yeah, cable. Here we go. Hide them behind <laughs> the plaster. A home I photographed today. Ooh, this is original content. Yep. Yeah, this is <laughs> not... Seeing this photo, I'm like, mm, you didn't point your phone at the cool parts of the party of the house party that you were at. Yeah, this is just every single house you could rent in the city of New Brunswick. No question. <laughs> uh, that's probably all illegal. Yep. Oh, yeah. definitely. That's the thing about everything. The thing that's wrong with everything is the fact that uh, somehow, even the laws that are good and on the books, just no one does them. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Um, whenever people are like, um, oh, this person did an illegal thing and they're going to get in trouble. I'm like, you know... That requires someone to want to punish them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, pretty sad. Sad podcast, y'all. <laughs> no, it's good. It's funny. We're, um, not helping. Nope. We're not hurting, though, maybe. <laughs> Aren't we? I don't know. <laughs> Are we part of the problem, you guys? Definitely. Uh, let's not think about it. Oh, no. <laughs> Wowzers. I'm watching one now where a guy is making a cannon out of Coca-Cola cans, uh, and he's used so many cans that it is like, he's just smelting aluminum. <laughs> what? This isn't a DIY project, you need a forge for this. Yeah, he's doing it himself in his forge that he has for Coca-Cola cans. It's a post-apocalyptic DIY. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, it's very cool, but Holy cow! Okay. I found the original palette pumpkins, and that also looks fine to me. <laughs> uh oh. Like, I'm Jeff, gonna link you to what it. Are. I, yeah. th I, I think that it's fine. Yeah, you um, do. 
the new ones are better because they were painted orange, but um, these also, it's like, if I saw this as a decoration during the fall in someone's home, I'd be like, oh, that's cute. I don't like it, but it does look like something you could probably buy at Target. Yeah. This, That's the thing, it doesn't even look DIY. This pot, okay, I just found one that is showing how to sneak putting cigarettes into kids' candy for Halloween. What? (laughs) Something that everyone wants to do. DI won't more like it. I just, there's, uh, okay, hang on. The only thing I want to sneak is a soda into the movie theater. Mm Mm-hmm. No one wants to sneak anything into kids' ca- Halloween candy, but if you were going to, why would it be cigarettes? Oh, it's not like this you're going to get a cut joke. out of them getting hick- hooked. I mean, it's obviously a joke, yes. but it's a very funny joke because <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, this is, it's like uh, when those rumors went around when we were all children about the, <laughs> like, oh, there's drugs in your, your kids' Halloween candy, like... Mm-hmm nobody's gonna give away their drugs to children. That's not... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not how drug <laughs> dealers work. They don't even give drugs. them away to people who want it. <laughs> yeah. No, the first taste is free, you guys. I heard this in um, uh, Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> is that where? Yeah. Probably. That sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right for where you might have heard it, sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... Someone took an old pair of jeans and looks like they're making a uh, a bikini top out of it. Oh, I guess like a vest, more like it. Guys, She's wearing it over so, a t-shirt. So many of these projects are great. <laughs> I love them. I mean, they're they're so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot just like, what if you wore pants upside down as a shirt? Have you guys seen this only, I only found this out very recently, but have you seen the pictures of, um, the parents from, uh, Beetlejuice with the sweater? (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah, and I also only found out about this recently. I never noticed it at the time. It's amazing. So if you don't know what we're talking about, there is a very, very subtle joke in Beetlejuice that people only discovered very recently where uh, Jeffrey Jones, noted child molester... Let's not uh, talk about that. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, yes. no. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually think he was only arrested for child pornography, but anyway, it's still bad. Um, oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> I'm not mad anymore. Uh, anyway, he, um, but in this movie, he, he wears like a very ugly red, like, Christmassy sweater, um, and then later on in the movie... The the mom, played by the wonderful and not at all child molesting Catherine O'Hara. Um, That's a very suspicious addendum. <laughs> uh, she is wearing a pair of very ugly red pants with suspenders, and it's the it's the sweater. She's just put suspenders on the sweater and is wearing them as wearing it as pants, and that's great. <laughs> Oh, he's the one who was the mean teacher in Ferris Bueller? Yes. The principal. Yeah, okay. I did did hear about him in that context being a sex creep. Um, Oh, you're right. I didn't hear about the guy from Beetlejuice being a sex creep. Him (laughs) in character as the principal from Ferris Bueller (laughs) was looking... Maybe that was his defense in court. No, no, no. (laughs) 
I'm playing a pervert in Ferris Bueller. Yeah, it's uh, it's for a role in a film. I'm pretty sure someone has used that as a defense for bad behavior, like some actor. Was it Crispin Glover when he wrecked that talk show? Oh, who knows? He's Everybody's bad at everything. Yeah. I don't know well, if Crispin Glover ever did anything too terrible. He just became very unhinged, and I don't know if he oh, got yeah. up or not. He's just a dickhead. He's not, like, a bad person, I don't think. I mean, he might be. Yeah, I'm afraid to say too much, because I really don't know anything about him. What if he did do something terrible? I'm not even thinking about it anymore. Um, (laughs) That should be the name of our podcast. (laughs) This person is filling a convertible car with water to turn it into a jacuzzi. That sounds pretty good. Oh my god, it still drives! See... (laughs) This is the thing, yeah, though. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, he installed two leaf blowers to make it, uh, to make the bubbles happen. This okay, is I don't like it anymore. <laughs> Why? Mm, that, I don't know. What is the leaf blowers? Why is that bad? Uh, it's just, that seems dangerous. That does I seem guess. super dangerous. Uh, but this is what I mean, like... This is a great project. It's very stupid, and like you, no one should do it. But the fact that this guy did it is great. It's the kind of thing you'd really only want to do if you were so independently wealthy that the only thing you planned for in the year was going to Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, this guy is at the opposite end of the spectrum, where he lives in a place in Russia where finding convertibles abandoned is not unusual. I think. <laughs> I mean, it's also, like, if you happen to be, like, a benefactor of a 90s teenager and you just give them a billion dollars to spend on whatever they want, you're going to need that car because they're going to ask to buy one. (laughs) Yeah, Jeff wants to travel back in time and be the antagonists in blank check. (laughs) Um, I, the top one, uh, under hot, which is the bottom of the first page of all time, I think is, uh, pretty bad. It's a scarf made of whole socks sewn together at the soles of the feet and the top of the sock holes, uh, in, in, uh, series and being, being sold at a store. (laughs) This is the kind of thing that's very strange to me because that would a hundred percent be more expensive than just buying a scarf, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, doing it would, and also that scarf is definitely more expensive than a regular scarf or buying all of those socks at whatever store this is. It would also yeah. be pretty heavy, I would think. And yeah, these really are like bad. thick wool socks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The main thing is people will be like, "Hey, why do you have a bunch of socks tied around you?" Yeah, there's things that's, like, a little bit avant-garde outside of uh, fashion where maybe people would laugh at you in the Midwest, but if you were in New York City, you'd be okay. I don't think you'd be okay anywhere in this weird scarf scarf made of socks. <laughs> you yeah, were trying, were you trying to combine the words scarf and sock? No. <laughs> I just or were you just getting caught up because of the similar noises? I was, would and it I be was looking at it too much. Would it be scocks? <laughs> That sounds uh, vaguely dirty. Scarf? No, that's the regular word. Hold on. <laughs> S- sar- sarf? 
No. Okay. Good night, everyone. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys liked this episode of Seeing Reddit. Uh, if you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and make sure to tell your friends about us. That's the best way we can grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Seeing Reddit or you can email us seeingreddit at gmail.com. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm on there at Kamikaze Pilot. I can't believe that I successfully yakoed the podcast into the end segment, despite the fact that I'm clearly the wacko. <laughs> you yeah. can find me on Twitter, J3FK, Instagram.com uh, slash JeffJK, Patreon.com slash JeffJK. Uh, give me $1 a month. That's all it takes to get bonus content for mostly my other show. I don't think I've posted anything from this show, but I might have from one time when I edited it. Um... Yeah, we'll do some. I mean, if you want. Sure. Yeah, okay. Why don't we uh, do don't... why don't we do a Christmas related one where we all sing a dumb Christmas song for you? Yeah, well <laughs> that will go well. Remember the last time we sang over Skype? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll um, sing we'll take turns singing lines from uh, the waitress's Christmas rapping. <laughs> you know what? Song. <laughs> Here, I'll say this. If I get uh one hundred Patreon subscribers um, I, I'll, I'll go add this goal to Patreon right now. If I get 100 Patreon subscribers, I will, uh, write, produce, and record an audio adventure of Captain Transylvania. Oh, Yay. awesome. Uh, I, I called dibs on being at least one voice in that. <laughs> okay. You'll probably get to be Captain Transylvania unless we can get Ron Perlman. Okay. I'm gonna underbid Matt and say you only need to give me half the lines for one character. <laughs> Someone else can do the other half. <laughs> okay, I'll have it be a two-headed monster. A two-headed gill man. <laughs> uh, 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 that's uh, that's all for for me, I think, right? Go to weaponizedlanguage.com and listen to other episodes of this show and my other show. Alright, and me. You can find me on Twitter at Heronbird or Instagram at Louisa Heron. Or come and be my friend on uh, Animal Crossing uh, Pocket Camp. My uh, friend code is on Twitter. <laughs> I thought you were going to read it out for a second. I was like, <laughs> uh, let's not do Two, that. 261 or whatever. They're so yeah. ridiculously long, it's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that you uh, were stalling for time when you started hemming and hawing, like, ooh, I gotta look it up so I can read that number. <laughs> I was going to say thanks to the folks that have mentioned us on Twitter, but no one has. So thanks, guys. Thanks for giving us a break <laughs> this week. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, we have we have about 150 to 200 listeners, and I have 20 Patreon patrons. So if everyone gives in, that will count as you're uh, interacting with the show. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, become a patron of Jeff, and then we'll do some fun stuff. If you if you become a patron of Jeff, let him know that you're doing it because of seeing Reddit, and then we'll add some uh, seeing Reddit rewards. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. We we cool. might do that. <laughs> we might do that. We'll see. I didn't make any promises of how many people needed to do that before we would take action, so I think we're legally in the clear. <laughs> yep. Uh, my right, promise guys. of 100 was definitely uh, pie in the sky. No, we're <laughs> definitely not going to happen. No, you can't say that. You have to act like you totally expect it to happen. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I was trying to neg the audience. <laughs> You'll never do it, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, back me on Patreon, cowards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that. Uh, and in the meantime, please, everyone, remember to keep your pockets on track. Don't read those comments. Oh,
person to successfully do something a little weird for people to look at that not understand why it worked and take the shallowest interpretation and do that too mm. like i feel like Zack snyder in this whole thing is kind of uh on that christopher nolan batman because that it kind of got away from it at the end but it started with a very interesting idea on a dark take of batman and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh yeah what if no one ever had fun in a superhero movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure it's especially bad when you try to apply that to a character like Superman, which just makes no sense in yeah. a normal world. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Christopher Christopher Nolan is another person who I worry that he's never had a genuine human inter- interaction, but he's a much better cinematic storyteller, so his Batman mm-hmm. movies don't suffer as much as Zack Snyder's. And also, Batman makes jokes in them, like when he makes fun of that guy for wearing hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I also I, like that he it, it, again it got away from them by the end. But he started out where he had Bruce Wayne be more of a ridiculous uh, celebrity playboy. Yeah, he like buys he that hotel so he can flop into the fountain with those models, mm-hmm. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. By the way, <laughs> no, it's who fine. did he you talk want, to? You want to see if, that happen though? <laughs> I understand that, but if I was in a hotel and I had the money to buy it, I wouldn't know who to talk to to buy it. <laughs> yeah, but Bruce Wayne knows. How? He who learned did... it in, in uh, Namba Parbat from Rachel Gould. Oh, that was the lo- final lesson in the League of Shadows, how to buy hotels. Yeah, it's you all real Monopoly. at the highest level. He's like, wait, yep. wait, wait, don't chop that guy's head off. I'm just going to teach you how to buy hotels. This was all a joke. Yeah, it's just you. Just need a monopoly and four houses. 